Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. This is Authenticated. The Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing. Authenticated, episode 22, which invites Alex to put on her best Taylor Swift impression. I don't know about you, Alex. But I'm feeling 22. <laughs> we owe somebody some money now. That's... Uh, <laughs> But it's okay. It's all good. It all It's all for the entertainment value, and that's what we are here to do. Keep you entertained through the course of all the diecast news and all the NASCAR news that was this past week, including all the excitement, the drama, the weather, and everything that happened at Daytona International Speedway this past weekend to set the stage for the 2022 playoffs of the NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, lots of exciting things happened on the track. Some exciting things have happened off the track, too, since the last time we joined you here on Authenticated. We'll catch you up to speed on all of that great uh, news and information and also answer a few of your questions that you've submitted to us using hashtag AskLionelRacing over the last few weeks. Before we get into that, I want to introduce the team that will be hosting this little online shindig for you there this weekend or this week. Uh, my name is Matt Kentfield, Lionel Racing, and joining me, as always, Alex Pullman from day one of this show. And I think you've missed one, and you you hated us because you had to miss that one, and I and I still catch crap for that. Yeah, but I mean, it was a uh, reason I couldn't come in, so I un I understand. But you know, hey, you were you were here in spirit. We were without your colorful coffee water and i don't know what else it could be in those jugs but i mean you have <laughs> more hydration that could anybody could possibly go through in the course of i don't know a 60 to 90 minute podcast yes carlene marginian is joining us also she's taking a picture to document this we might just have to uh will be posted when the podcast goes up I, I, honestly though alex i think carlene kind of has like beverage envy because you have two really large <laughs> hydration vessels she has two cups too well she's got a little gatorade in it. i have an obnoxious like basically like a pony keg for water with my son's baseball team on it and poor carlene just has a little oh, mine are way small i didn't even notice yours which says a lot yeah, <laughs> it's ginormous it, it, it's obnoxiously large hey I mean, my other cup upstairs in the fridge as coffee is my personalized cup with my name on it but which is also large it is. And it says life is better at the track. And it's pink with a checkered flag. Shocking, I know. I, uh, that, it, that does surprise me that you would have something pink and something NASCAR related. And, and I'm going to mark this down, Carlene. Heard. This is the first time in 22 episodes, 21 with Alex Pullman, where she's not wearing a NASCAR driver's shirt. 
Oh, I you're I, not. I, I am not, actually. I don't know what that monstrosity is on your shirt. It says, Eddie Munson is my hero. If you're a Stranger Things fan, you'll understand that reference. Are you a Stranger Things fan? No. No, okay. So. I do know from social media that people think he's coming back as a vampire. Yeah, he's going to come back as Cass the vampire because he was killed by Demo Bats. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched these before, whoa, but whoa. you're way behind. You <laughs> put that in the copy now. <laughs> you just... if, you, if you haven't watched it yet, then you're way far behind. So <laughs> hopefully you'll forget. But yes, there's a rumor that he'll come back, but obviously they can't tell you. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> I'm so glad. Uh, it, Stranger Things just never, never interested me. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a lovely show about Eddie Munster. <laughs> Eddie whatever. Munster. Ego waffles oh. that Ego, I do know. Yeah, eleven and Ego waffles. All right. Well, hey, that's but fair. yeah. Look, write that down. No NASCAR shirt today. Stranger yes, Things shirt today. But Still I on will. Some kind of brand. It just. Carlene is wearing a NASCAR shirt though. I am. Yep. Copy that. Clint so, Boyer, baby. She yep. came prepared today. Yep. I, I have a hoodie on because it's about 30 <laughs> below zero upstairs <laughs> yes. where our offices are. So it's the middle of or the end of August and it's about 900 degrees outside and it's yes. about 20. Nine. Yes. Nine degrees. Upstairs is, in yes. our offices. If you ever see typos on Twitter, it is because my fingers are frozen and yes. I can't properly type. Facts all day. Yeah, that that is true. Uh, hey. We're going to talk NASCAR. We might talk more Stranger Things. And, and I, 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 that might introduce us to a new segment here in the show. <laughs> oh, We're going to no. touch on that a little later. Like, what are you watching, right? Like, oh, if no. when you're not watching NASCAR, what are you watching? Think about that. We've got all afternoon to figure out what we're going to talk about there. But we'll, 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 we'll hit on that in just a little while. But we do have a lot to talk about of what happened at Daytona International Speedway with the NASCAR Cup Series Weeding everything out to the final lap to see who is going to make the playoffs, plus the NASCAR Xfinity Series also in action at Daytona. We will go over it all for you right up here next on Authenticated. I think we all knew through the course of the NASCAR Cup Series that Daytona International Speedway being the final race of the 2022 regular season was going to present some shenanigans. And it certainly lived up to that hype and that drama uh, on Sunday morning. It, it was weird. It was supposed to be Ish. Saturday night. Just yeah. all day. Yes. It was the literally, I know they have a 24 hours of Daytona, but that Cup race seemed to be like the 48 hours of Daytona. Still not the 72 of 2012, though. That is true. Yes. We we averted a lot of issues. It was mostly just a couple of big crashes in weather. The weather was an issue. No blown up jet tires or anything like that. No, no, no. It, uh, it all went according to plan for some, but not for others. We'll get into that uh, in just a little bit, but uh, lots of carnage. I know we all got a chance to watch that race. Uh, I got back. It was funny. I spent 36 hours in Daytona. We had a great event with Richard Petty signing 100 autographs of the 1984 Firecracker 400 race win die cast uh, down in Daytona. Thank you to all the fans that participated in that. I was down in Daytona for that event for 36 hours. Never saw a single race car hit the racetrack. So it was it was one of the more surreal experiences of going to a race and not actually seeing a race car. But uh, Mother Nature definitely uh, played that role for us. And uh, with all the weather and all the drama that happened on the racetrack, what is 
what is your biggest takeaways? We'll start with you, Carlene. What was your biggest takeaway? When you look back at Daytona, Coke Zero 400 2022, what was your biggest takeaway from this past weekend? My biggest takeaway, I'd have to go with the fact that points can so easily flip-flop. Like, you kind of thought Blaney had it in the bag if there was a new winner and it was going to be great, and then I'm getting, like, Bob update tweets, and it's like, oh, Blaney's no longer in the points lead. It's Truex, and I was like, how does that happen so quickly? Yeah. It, it, it's it's wild the way that that final playoff spot came to be with a new winner in Austin Dillon taking that Brestree number three Chevrolet Camaro to victory lane and uh, and and that essentially pushed Martin Truex out by three points with Blaney getting in and you know and even Martin at after the race said something along the lines of look it's been a long season he gave away more than three points through the course of the season and I and I'd argue. All of them left points on the table at some point through the course mm-hmm. of the season. Absolutely. But definitely Truex did because as strong as he ran, never got to victory lane and, you know, won a bunch of stages and things like that. Just couldn't put it together when he needed to. And ultimately that's what cost him the championship or a shot at the championship. And uh, but it opened the door, the door for your boy, Alex Ryan Blaney. Yeah. Yeah. As you put on the sheet, squeaked right in. He did. Barely. But he's in the playoffs. How about the end of that race, though? Let's. Uh, how about the the RCR teammates? I know one one foot out the door for one of those drivers already with Tyler Reddick. But uh, were we expecting something different than what we saw, where he kind of played protector for his teammate in Austin Dillon, or were we thinking, hey, he, he's he, he's in the playoffs, but it pays a lot more to win the race and it does to finish second. Where were we thinking there at the end with those two RCR cars towards the front? I think that, um, I mean, Tyler was playing the good teammate since Tyler's got two wins to now Austin's one. So he was kind of, he had a little bit of a cushion going into the playoffs where he figured, okay, I'll help my teammate get in there. Plus he's got to be his teammate for another year, you know, allegedly until 24. So it's just a whole thing that you know i think he's like okay well i'm just gonna stay on their good side now that i kind of made them mad and here you go austin plus there was enough carnage as it was already yeah yeah well i understand that thought process and that's probably what was in his brain is i don't want to make anyone more mad than i already have i'm a little nervous and kind of upset for him and i feel like this had to have gone through his brain at some points when the rain came and austin dylan was in first my fear was well, now the three car is going to get all the best equipment come playoffs because why would they give it to Reddick? Even right. though, in my opinion, he is the better driver. No, I second that opinion. Very but much so. if you've already made everyone mad, Pop Pop's upset with you, they're going to help out the three car. Yeah. I, I still think Reddick can drive crap equipment over Austin Dillon any day. But that's just me. So, uh, I think you're right, okay? I think when it comes to just raw driving talent, Tyler Reddick is about, you know, especially in this younger generation of drivers, uh, you know, the ones that are going to be around for the next 10, 15 years, whatever it is, I'd say I put him easily top five, probably top three as far as just raw talent drivers. Um, it's not to say that Austin Dillon isn't a talented race car driver, okay? Because I, I, thought, I thought I saw something on Twitter or something like that, people not understanding 
or plenty, plenty of people don't like Austin Dillon. He's always driven for his grandfather. He's always, you know, the, he has to live up to that, uh, you know, the legacy of the three car, in which, you know, there's always going to be people, I don't care who drives that three car, unless it's Dale Earnhardt or a fa- Earnhardt family member, they're not going to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Even though that was RC's car, you know, and RC's number, you know, it was not Dale's number uh, when Dale was winning championships and races and things like that in the Goodwrench three car. But Austin Dillon has four NASCAR Cup Series wins, two at Daytona, Texas and Charlotte. That's correct. So I know a lot of guys who I think the NASCAR fan base will say has more talent than Austin Dillon, but have less than four NASCAR Cup Series victories. Absolutely. Okay. Bumper Clear said the same thing. It is. Well, it, 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 it's nice that they can copy us the way that they do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, and look, I, I feel... I don't understand. I don't understand why people wouldn't like him for anything other than taking advantage of, you know, having a rich grandfather who wants to open doors for you. You know, my grandfathers worked until the day they died. They didn't have an opportunity to win to run a NASCAR team, but if they did, I got a strong feeling I probably would have been involved in their race team in some way, whether it was driving, you know crew chiefing or sweeping the floors or something. I'm pretty sure, you know, I had a good enough relationship with my grandfathers that they would have given me a job somewhere. And I would imagine that most of our grand grandparents, grandmothers, grandfathers, if they were in a position to own a business or something like that, would have the door open for their grandkids too. You know, I, I don't understand the hate for that. Is his personality, you know, different than Dale's was? Yep. Whose personality isn't different than Dale's was? You know, most everybody does have a different personality than Dale. Right. So if you don't like him because he's not Dale Earnhardt driving the three car. I don't really think it's it. Some people like diehard Earnhardt fans might say that, but I think it's because of, I'm not going to say like he's gotten a feud like with the whole Harvick thing before Harvick left mm-hmm. RCR, like all that started. And then the reality show stuff hasn't really helped him either because it's kind of given him some things for people to say back at him which is fair um i'm not a big fan of i wasn't a big fan of racing lives i saw one episode and it was well i will say for me real quick though i keep going back now that reddick and dylan are in the playoffs and austin hill is poised himself for the xfinity playoffs i did watch the first episode of life of the fast lane and Richard Childress said at their preseason luncheon that they would have all of their cars in the playoffs. And all but one right now is sitting in the playoffs. So I was like, oh, interesting foreshadowing there, RC. Yeah. He's a fortune teller. I, you telling me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, am I an Austin Dillon fan? Not particularly. You know, I don't have any of his die cast in my collection. I don't have a T-shirt or anything like that. don't have a bumper sticker. I don't have T-shirt and bumper stickers for a lot of the guys, you know. But, um, you know, I, I think ultimately the guy's won four Cup Series races. He's made the playoffs a few times. Um I don't understand. Maybe it is the TV stuff. You know, Racing Wives was a complete dumpster fire. This new show, I I haven't watched it, but from all accounts, the those of you in the room here that I think have watched it, it's not as much of a dumpster fire as he Racing Wives was. The most, from what I told, and I said this to somebody, I said on the show, he actually seems like the most level-headed, surprisingly, out of that group. 
and 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 like, here's extremely yeah, yeah like yeah. everyone else is just crazy around him and he's actually the most like down to earth level headed of that show and, and and look he has you know i don't know what the um the logistics and what the financials are for him doing this show you know i don't know if he has sponsors that are paying for the show to be on air or if usa it's usa right mm-hmm, that, yeah. that's on if usa is paying him and the race team or you know his family or whatever for this show or you know how all that works but i look at you know kyle bush has his own youtube channel you know i know keelan harvick's done some some youtube stuff too you know kevin's kid multimedia is the world that we live in mm-hmm. you know if some network wants to pay to have, even if it's kind of a scripted show, which, you know, Life in the Fast Lane and certainly Racing Wives were, you know, they might have played them off as reality shows. It's but just like the Royal Housewives. It, right. It, it's, it's a reality, but how real is it? But if someone's willing to pay you to have your life documented like that, and as long as it doesn't impact your life, you know, it doesn't come between you and your family or your what your job is, like if... Austin misses a race because he has to be out in Hollywood getting his, you know, feet cast in the Hollywood Walk of Fame or something like that. That's a different story, right? But guy's just trying to put food on his table. He's got a family to look after. And if somebody wants to pay him to act goofy every once in a while on TV, I'd do it. You know, if somebody wants to pay me to go, I don't know water skiing and fall on my ass, then I'll go do it. You know, someone just, pick this up right now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, look, yeah, I, I will Kid gladly send you castle. I was going to say, I will sh- send you my Venmo, my cash app. If you want to throw some money my way, I'll do some stupid crap. All right. But you know, I, I, I it's, and maybe part of me too is getting a little bit now that I'm getting older. Some of these drivers, what? yeah, almost 41 years old. I am, I am a miserable crotchety old fart now. But I do respect these guys that are putting family ahead of other things. You know what I mean? I was I look at a guy like Dale Jr. I was not a, I was not an Earnhardt fan. Okay, I was not. But as he got later into his career and kind of realized that you know his partying days were over, and he started family, and you know Amy came around, it calmed him down a little bit, and. And then when you kind of see how he interacts with people at the racetrack and things like that. And I was like, you know, what? I can get behind this guy. And then when he had his concussion problems and you kind of, re- you know, realize that these guys are humans, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of even working in the industry, you don't you, you lose sight of the fact sometimes that these are humans with human emotions and human health issues and, you know, and, and all that stuff. And you're like, this guy's kind of an advocate for this whole mental health stuff and, you know, uh, concussions and injuries. And he's kind of at the forefront now with all the stuff that's going on with Kurt Busch, too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I like this guy. I never had a Dale Jr. diecast, but I invested in a couple, you know, towards the end of his career because I was like, I like what this guy's all about. And I kind of like that Austin Dillon, you know, watching him with his son Ace, you know, I, I've seen some of the YouTube clips and stuff of the TV show, and he seems like an attentive father and... You know, I, I, I like these guys now because they're like me. You know, I go to the baseball field and I do silly stuff with my kids just like they do. It kind of mm-hmm. puts puts some humanity, is that a word, yeah. to it these people now. when you're just used to watching them for three hours on a Sunday afternoon. You don't know what the hell they do the rest of the time. Turns out they're playing ball and bouncy houses and all that other crap like we, like I'm doing. I know Carlene's going to touch on it a little later and you'll wonder, you'll figure out why. But I, I can't wait to see how this new show on USA this week's coming out will be because I hope it reminds it's similar similar to was it NASCAR drivers 360 back mm-hmm. in like the mid 2000s because that show I wouldn't say as much as scripted it really was 
the behind the life of these drivers. Yep. It was more like truth to the reality of what was going on behind the scenes that, you know, when they weren't behind the wheel of a car, this is what they did with their families. This is what they did on the side. You know, it was so well done and I wish they had never stopped that show. So I'm hoping this new show will be similar to that. I know it's a whole new generation of people, yep. whole new generation of drivers. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. They have a lot to live up to because that was a really good show back in the day. It was, and uh, they, they kind of did. I don't know if it was a predecessor or a spinoff of it. Was NBS twenty four seven? NBS one. It was about right before it. Yeah, which I was a huge fan of that because at the time we were uh, the race team I was working for was racing in what was then the NASCAR Bush North Series, and then it was Camp Camping World North, Camping World East, and now it's you know the K and M Pro Series. Now it's Arc East. But back when I was in it in the early two thousands, it was a legit you know, touring series with veterans and young drivers and, you know, kind of ran the gamut. It's a, quite a bit different now, but it was a lot of this. I remember the Aiken Sutton team was one of the ones, you know, the, the Sutton Ford team was one of the, you know, primary, I think Kenny Wallace, when he was in the stacker two car was, you know, Casey Kane, when he was in the great clips, 38 car was it, on there. It, exactly. And, uh, David Strimmey, Casey say, Atwood. So Tim Feedable before he was a spotter. Right. Uh, who ironically, Saw him at Bucky's on Friday afternoon so. in the rain, where there was a bunch of all a bunch of SHR guys and a, a few of their spotters that I recognized, uh, all, all eating barbecue sandwiches like John Strizzy and I uh, from Lionel. We were in Daytona eating at Bucky's ourselves. Fun fact: No one told Tim Fiedel his car was done after the rain delay, so we stayed on the roof. <laughs> Harvick oh. was already halfway home. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Whoops. <laughs> The rest of the team was still there, so it's not like he was going to lose his ride home. Yeah, he but. was like, okay, where's our car? Oh, it's getting towed away. Okay, bye. Yeah, time to go. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that that was cool. Of course, that was the, the heyday of Speed Channel, too, and there's no such oh, thing as Speed I Channel anymore. Channel. You know, Dave so. Spain, all of those good things. Right, yeah, right. You know, such a good time. The, Trackside Live. Yes, but uh, look... <laughs> That, that kind of went. Lisa's shaking her head. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she has no idea what we're talking <laughs> Just about. Just go with it. <laughs> Just um, say yes. Yes. But okay. you know that that's many different directions to get to the same point. Where look, Austin Dillon's going to race for a championship, and there's a lot of guys that I'm sure NASCAR Twitter probably thinks are better drivers than Austin Dillon that are me sitting it out. You know, and look, playoff system's flawed. It doesn't. You know, it, it's a great system if you take advantage of it. Absolutely. Does it suck if you can't take advantage of it? 100%. You know, I mean, we were, we could have had a chance. Look, Austin's run okay, not as good as that three-car normally does. But then you look, you know, there were some guys that still had a shot to win the, get into the playoffs if they won. You look at a guy like Ty Dillon, Austin's brother. Austin's run way better than Ty has this year. But if Ty had won that race, he'd be in the playoffs. Absolutely. And no disrespect to him, but I mean, he's run far worse than his own teammate, Eric Jones has run. And if Eric had made it, then that's one thing. Okay. Like Eric's run pretty well. And you know, he, he deserves that shot, but it's all in what you make it with this playoff system. We could have had a Rick Ware racing car in the playoffs. Cody was very close. Yes. Was it like Cody and did you see the dude who won a million dollars side note who like bet on like Cody Ware and um, McLeod and David Reagan. Yeah. To make the top. And I was like, Holy, Holy cow. Like, yes. I showed that to my wife who doesn't know, understand gambling. She doesn't understand fantasy sports. She doesn't, you know, she understands NASCAR a little bit because she was in it for a while. But I showed her that this guy made a $13 bet and it paid off 999000 So, of course, her instant reaction was, 
well, why don't you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, because I'm not an idiot enough to spend $13 on BJ McLeod and David Reagan and Cody Ware. Look, I mean, great and- guys. I wouldn't spend $13 on them in a fantasy pool. That's all. I mean, in Daytona, you're kind of primed to see something like that because you'll see the mayhem that we saw on right. Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, good good for them. You know, get their name up there, having a good, solid day. I yeah. think that's what makes it fun. Like, I like Daytona and Talladega for that reason of, I'm, I know it's like avoid the big one or whatever, but you have so many random people up there that it's like, Ooh, look at this top 10. Right. Look at Corey LaJoy up there. Exactly. <laughs> you love to see it. You really do. Yes. I mean, there was a time in the last five or six laps or so where I was like, holy crap, we might have to figure out about making a race wind die cast for a Cody Ware, mm-hmm. right? Like it wasn't on our radar. And and look, Cody Ware fans, we've heard you for, I don't know, three years now. You want a die cast. We get it. We're talking to the team. We've got the art. We're just wait, waiting on approvals. Hang tight with us. There, I don't want to say there will be, but it's looking pretty strong that very soon we will be offering a Cody Ware diecast. Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. So, I put it out there yesterday because someone asked, and I right. said the sales sheet is out. We're waiting for approvals, yes. and Rick Ware Racing Twitter liked it, so I'm like, cool, yes. let's go. Yes, so hopefully hit that approve button. Please. I, I was going to say, as long as someone from that office uh, clicks the button, we need them to click. We we got you. All we'll right? see it up right away. I promise. Yes, we promise. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, but still, it wasn't, I don't think any of us were prepared necessarily to say, okay, Cody Ware just won this race. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but hey. I wasn't prepared for the Austin Dillon win either, but hey, hey look what happened. What, whatever it takes, we are here to do it. And we are excited to offer that race win diecast for Austin Dillon. The number three Brestree Chevrolet and how about the confetti? Think, oh, good Lord. Do you think they put enough out there? I don't know if you saw the reference photos. We got more coming up later in the week, but you can't even see the hood of the car anymore. Well, I think that's why Blaney wiped his hood yeah. last year was because of that. But right. <laughs> As a Coke driver, it's perfect. Right. Yeah. In a Coke race, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, he honestly really sent it in for those sponsors. Yes. That's what it's all about. And um, I, I know through social media and things like that people have been asking why there's no 64th scale and and alex i know that was kind of a discussion that we had uh sunday after the race as well yes um due to sponsor restrictions because the sponsor on the car is a drug brand um they have chosen not to offer just to you know for children because it is technically a drug but yes that is the only reason we're not offering the 64th scale but the 24 is up for pre-sale so definitely go order one and what's the dropout color it is black Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Breaking news. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, dun. dun, dun. <laughs> yes. That it, the dropout color will be black. I found that out this morning. Good stuff. Well, it's going to be a pretty sweet die cast to add to the collection. And it's going to tell a story, right? Like, that's what Racewind die casts are supposed to be. They're supposed to tell the story of the race, whether it was your favorite driver, maybe you were there, just something memorable that happened. Well, I think we're all going to remember this race for a long time because of all the carnage, because it took. You know, it seemed like that Daytona weekend was a five-day long. It was raining in turn one. For two races. There was a tornado. I saw that. And like turn four or something. That was crazy. Yes. Yeah, I was cutting my grass during one of the rain delays, and I heard them talking on the MRN broadcast. I was listening to that, and they said, yeah, there's a water spout, and that's basically like a tornado, and it's within like five miles of the racetrack. It was crazy. Oh, boy. Yeah. But glad everybody made it through 
all the carnage of the racetrack and, and all the weather and everything like that. And, uh, you know, hoping that, you know, I know Denny Hamlin got banged around pretty good in that wreck when it, when Did you it, hear the audio of that? It was mm-hmm. not, it was not good. No bueno. No. Right. But, uh, you know, look, is there work to be done on these race cars? Absolutely. Is NASCAR going to do everything possible to keep every car safe, you know, moving forward? Absolutely. They're going to research and develop everything possible. Um, and you know, to avoid issues like we're dealing with, with Kurt Busch and Denny Hamlin, you know, being, you know, he's okay, but he wasn't there for a second. You know, you could tell that he was in pain and even said in some interviews afterwards that, um, maybe have somebody who's better at weather to call the rain before it happens. Yeah. That it's tough. And, And, you know, not making apologies for NASCAR, but that's a big ass racing facility, right? So, well, like, it cost a lot of cars, and that was a that was a damaging wreck. No, 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 look, it, it was, it was, it was a failure as far as controlling the race goes to not call the caution there. But when it does start raining, and, and I was in Daytona, I I know it doesn't just kind of spit a couple of drops and then progressively get worse. It's like, oh, the sun's out, it's really hot, Oof. and then boom. You know what I mean? You get dumped on. So when it does start raining and it, you know, a corner worker might not be feeling the same thing that they're feeling up on the banking. And, you know, there's conflicting reports. Nobody knew it was raining until they got to that corner or they knew it a lot before. You know what I mean? There's, it's like the telephone game, right? Did you watch the in-car Austin Dillon's in-car camera? I can't say I have. So... They showed the lap before. It was sunny. It was dark right. over the trioval, but it was fine. They go into turn one. It's cool. They're coming back around into the trioval, still dark. Rain starts hitting his windshield, and as they progress into turn one, that's when it picks up, but they still didn't throw the caution, and that's why everybody just started wrecking every which way. Right, but, I mean, when you do get a couple of drops on a windshield or something like that, by the time whoever the official is in that corner keys up his microphone, relays it to race control, they're going 200 miles an hour. They're already center one and two you know i i don't know what the exact logistics are we might not not ever know what the you know the time stamps of all the calls on the radio versus when the yellow flag came out and when the when the wreck started but yeah again not making excuses for nascar i think they'll look back and say that we messed this up but it's not as easy as some race fans might think oh it's raining they should throw the caution well there's a lot of moving pieces to make that happen before it does happen and when it you know even if it takes three seconds to happen they're from the trioval to turn one at that point. You know what I mean? Like right. they travel a long distance in a short period of time. So even if they made the call to throw the yellow or, you know, the corner worker might've said, Hey, it's raining over here in turn one. By the time that message gets there and the yellow flag comes out and all that, it's too late. Fair. That's my soapbox. No, you're good. I just think that a place at Daytona, yeah, they don't know what's going to happen, but it's so dangerous as it is right. with or without rain. It's just one of those yeah. yeah. We will, you know, I'm sure there will be new policies in place. There always are. You know, everybody's adapting as they go and things like that. But again, I even saw some people on social media saying, well, they knew it was going to rain. They shouldn't have even been racing. Well, if they, if it's the summer, especially in, you in know, Florida. central Florida. Yeah. Guess what? There's a 70% chance of rain just about every day. If you didn't race because there's a threat of rain, they wouldn't race. They, would, they wouldn't have even run 
the Xfinity race yet if they were worried about that. I was going to say, they literally had the three-hour delay and were able to finish the race. Right. Let everybody wanted, so. Yeah, so. It's a lose-lose. Yes. <laughs> we know that NASCAR fans are not the most patient people, and, you know, it, it, sometimes it's hard to say, hey, look, this was a learning moment or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You want almost instant gratification. You you either want people's heads or you want people to say, yeah, we screwed up publicly, but whether it was a mess up or not, you know, it's something, it's something to build off of something to learn for the next situation. When you, when there is maybe some raindrops, maybe some quicker ways to get that message to race control and then that yellow flag out, but still, it's still going to be wet. Even if they threw the yellow as they came across the start finish line, if it's that wet in turn one, who's to say, even if they're going hundred miles an hour that they still wouldn't wreck, you know, it, it's, it's hypotheticals. That's, that's NASCAR. It is what it is. Correct. That was still a lot got of the same winner. <laughs> yeah. Three hours later, yeah. same outcome. <laughs> right. Right. So ultimately that race win diecast has a lot of stories behind it. Certainly a lot of confetti on it. That bread tree number three, Chevrolet Camaro, add it to your collection, order it today, lionelracing.com, or by calling 1-800-952-0708 or other authorized Lionel Racing dealers. The night before, actually, I don't know, maybe like 12 hours before yeah. when the uh, the checkered flag uh, flew uh, on the NASCAR Xfinity Series, how about my boy Jeremy Clements taking that number 51 car to victory lane? And, and I'll be honest, so we were down in Daytona, did uh, checked in at the pit shop for the event, and rained all afternoon. We're like, we're not even going to bother staying at the racetrack. They might not even race tonight. Not a big deal. We went to the hotel. Now, great folks at Cameras in Action Photography, our at-track photography company, uh, sends me text messages with photos after each race, you know, usually within an hour, hour and a half or so after the race, you know, with victory lane photos that we can put on some sales sheet images and things like that, and fell asleep. Woke up the next morning. It was like 3.30 a.m. when I got the text, you know, with cars on it. You know, look at my phone. I'm half awake. You know, alarm goes off at 7 o'clock, whatever it was. I'm looking at it, and I see a blue and black car taking the checkered flag and a blue car behind it. And I'm like trying to think without opening, actually reaching over to pick up my phone. I'm like, who the hell are blue cars in the Xfinity series that would have won this race? So then I kind of rub my eyes a little bit more and I see it's the 51 and the 13. I'm like, why the hell did they send me photos of Jeremy Clements and uh, Timmy Hill? Like, Followed by Brandon Brown. <laughs> well, just the two cars on the photo were Clements and, and, and Timmy Hill. I'm like, they must have, you know, clicked the wrong thing. And, you know, it was actually Noah Gregson or AJ Allmendinger or something like that. That one, like you would almost expect it to be. Then I looked and there's Clements getting out of the car and his crew and his dad and all that and hugging him. I'm like, whoa. Good for him. And I'm, I'm a big Clements guy. I uh, got to know him a little bit. Uh, uh, been in a wedding with him and stuff like that. And uh, great. Matt, Matt knows everyone. Well, it's... only the cool people. Oh. I don't know a whole lot of D-bags or anything like that. You sure? <laughs> Why? Who do, you, who do you think? <laughs> no, but, you know, and, and again, I make no bones about it. I'm a short track guy, right? Like, I, I like the small teams. I like the, what? yeah, I know. Uh, if this is your first episode, listen to the first 21, you'll, you'll pick up on it. <laughs> Just listen to the Ryan Priest episode. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, it, it's Jeremy and his dad and a couple of guys down there in Spark, Sparkleburg, Spartanburg, South Carolina, you know, and, uh, you know, they came from dirt track racing, you know, uh, Tony Clements has built 
race or winning racing engines for dirt tracks for a long, long time. And that's actually where Jeremy got his start and started in ARCA. And now they have their own Xfinity team. And when they won Road America a couple of years ago, it was a huge story. I was going to say five years to the day. Yeah. This, this win is huge for him. Five years to the day of his first win. And fun fact was the first team I got when I moved to production. Look at that. Wow. So Congratulations. That was the first program I got to do. So it's really cool and it's a great story. Yeah, it really is. And, and, you know, there's no huge corporation sponsors. You know, there's no Budweiser, Coca Cola on his car. You know, and it's, it's the local sports radio station. It's a local convenience store. It's a local electric company. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, they piece together what they need to do. And, uh, but I will say, Jeremy does a great job. You know, they do a lot with a little. But I, I know the local Fox Sports radio affiliate and, and, and Spartanburg sponsors him. And, they were on his throwback card. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a local rock radio station um, that has Jeremy on a bunch on their um, morning show, The Rise Guys. I listen to it. I listen to it <laughs> online a bunch because they're they're funny, first of all. And it's a rock station. There's very few rock stations that are still alive and kicking that actually play rock music. But this station does in Spartanburg. Um, but Jeremy's on there a bunch, you know, so, I mean, he does great, you know, even though they're small, a sponsor activation, he's out there, you know, helping out the people that are helping him. So, uh, kudos to him. And hopefully that's a good story for, you know, some of these young up and coming drivers, you know, they might not have trillions of dollars to throw around, but you know what, you know, I look at a guy like Spencer Boyd, right? Like he, he, they run, I don't know what, 28 truck series races. He has a different sponsor in just about every single mm -hmm. one of them, but you see the guy out there doing contests and giveaways and wearing hats and new hero cards for each of these sponsors. And like, look, if, however you do it, whether you get one sponsor to sponsor all your races or you get 25 different ones, you're still out there. You're still doing your thing. So, you know, you got to hustle. So I was happy to see Jeremy Clements win. Um, a win for the little guys really was. And you know, and Timmy Hill finished in second. I mean, you watch an interview with him and I mean, you're, you're, it's like, it's like your little cousin finishing second. You're like, who is this? This guy's a NASCAR driver. You know, he doesn't fit the mold necessarily, but he's a nice guy, you know, when he you makes, you can't forget he did win that iRacing race that one time. Yeah. Just saying. He did. He did. Yeah. No one we, can take that away. We were joking about that. Win. Yeah. We were joking about that the other day we said that, uh, you know, he does have a NASCAR win. It was an iRacing win. I said, well, look, so John and I, when we did the Richard Petty thing, we t I took a picture with Richard, uh, in, in the pit shop at Daytona national speedway, I put it on Facebook and said, you know, amongst the three of us, 200 combined NASCAR wins. Um, then somebody mentioned, well, Timmy Hill's got, Timmy Hill's got a NASCAR win. I said, well, if we're going to count iRacing wins, it's like 220 NASCAR wins because I've got like 20 NASCAR type, you know, iRacing wins. Matt's so, flexing. Not at all. As a matter of fact, my iRacing stuff's for sale. So if anybody out there is lis listening and wants to get into iRacing, I don't have the time or Carly, the energy to do it. I know someone who probably wants it. Right. Oh, <laughs> we, we I know what household that's going to. <laughs> we will talk. But, um, like yeah yeah it, it it is a it is a time suck i will promise you that and that's <laughs> and i don't have the time to do it anymore so um you know whoever does have the time for it go get them tiger but uh again jeremy clements winning the xfinity series race his his second nascar xfinity series victory and uh five years to the day as alex pointed out really good for him uh, that race win diecast, the number 51 all South electric one-stop convenience store, Chevrolet, Chevrolet Camaro available, lionelracing.com 1-800-952-0708 or other authorized Lionel racing dealers. And it will be produced with the Chrome number. 
it will be produced with the chrome numbers as you might have seen on our social media because the factory has informed us that the processes and the foil paper that is that is used to create foil numbers on diecast those costs have gone up exponentially um and that cost you know the factory is charging us that cost so we did have to uh so the price of the diecast does have to go up just a tiny bit uh to offset that so uh you know, it, it, it was a necessary evil this time and age and, and things like that. But uh, it is just for the uh, foil number cars, which Jeremy Clement's car uh, did have in the Xfinity race at Daytona. So we're going to wrap up this segment real quick, going just circling back to the NASCAR Cup Series. Now that we've got our field of 16 set for the Cup Series playoffs, we're going to fast forward, I don't know, what, three months or so to Phoenix International Speedway. It was like two is it because like the first week of November is not oh, the race? Fair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We got two, and we're right. already looking September now, pretty yeah. much. So. Oh my gosh, it's soup season. <laughs> Pumpkin <laughs> came back Hold today on. at Starbucks. So, <laughs> of all the things to get excited for in the fall, she's from Michigan. They love soup there. Soup was your go-to. Okay. Yeah. So I got really into it to the point where my mom bought me like the mix hand mixers. Yeah. Ooh, like the, so, like. I'll um, like roast all my own vegetables and everything. And I made like cauliflower soup last year. I made tomato red pepper spicy soup for grilled cheese. I made. Alex, have you been offered any of this delicious soup from nope. Carlene's kitchen? Nope. Um, so to help myself out here, I didn't get promoted over to the marketing team until March. Um, but we've been friends since 2020. So have yeah. you ever come to my house for dinner? No, no, because I've never got an invite. So, but I have been to your house, but I haven't got an invite for dinner. <laughs> Soup will be coming if I find a big enough container to bring it here, or I'm just going to bring it in the pot and just Ooh, like, like Kevin's like chili. Kevin and hope it doesn't spill. <laughs> so be prepared because she'll have a voiceover. She walks in <laughs> exactly. It's just me, and I never eat that much. So there you go. Well, I, I, I'm excited for for soup season for Carlene. <laughs> Soups, you know, yeah, yeah, it. Uh, you know, thanks for not being basic and going PSLs, you know, I like I'm like sure. I pumpkin spice, so. <laughs> I gave it up last Woof. year. There you go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold Cold on. Cold turkey. Hold I, on. I did. I haven't had one since 2020. That's not. A, that's, that's horse hockey. Are you shaking? No, no, I'm not. No, I gave it up when I, I started doing the fasting and everything. No pumpkin, nothing. I had no pumpkin all last year, none this year. Hold on. I, I'm, I'm calling shenanigans here. No, for real though. I. Okay, for, for what not, people who don't know, I used to be obsessed with pumpkin spice lattes, like would drink like three a day. It's it was not terrible nice for me. to lie to our audience. I'm Alex. not lying. <laughs> I gave them up last year because I've tried to better my health. And so there's a lot of sugar in that. So I gave it up. So what are you drinking in those cups instead? Uh, that's just nitro with uh, sweet cream and Splenda. Okay. And water. So jacked up caffeine's okay. That's fine. Sugar. Yeah. No. Okay. Nope. Understood. It's fine. You're the same way, though. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, you're no drinking bangs to, over here. No one needs to know we that do, like, I am a terrible person. Birthdays <laughs> and do cake and stuff, and everyone always offers it to Matt, and he never takes it. But today he was drinking a Coke, so it was well, a Coke no, Zero. It, probably it was a Coke Zero. It's their new like you know artsy flavor. I forgot what it was, it was called. Dream World. Dream World. Yes. And when did you drink it? Did you have to go? I need to try it first. It tastes. <laughs> Now, look, I, I enjoy Coke Zero, the the diet that I do, no sugar, no carbs and all that stuff. So I'll drink Coke Zeros all day long. 
This new flavor is about as vile of vomit that I've ever tasted in my mouth. It is disgusting. The folks at Coca-Cola, if you want to, you know, sponsor our show, I will gladly do it. Just don't ever give me any of that drink because it, it tasted like... Hi, Coke. If you want to sponsor our show, can you give us... Yeah, it tastes like if you combine yeah. flat Coke with blackberry brandy and cough medicine. That's what it tasted like to me. I was disgusting. not a fan. Yeah, it, not a fan. But yeah, he offered some to me. So why would yes. you want? Did you try it though? No, I didn't. My oh, exact God. quote was, "This is the most disgusting <laughs> beep I've ever try it? I've ever drank." Would you like some? Literally, how it was. Yeah, I want you to be as torturous right now as I am. So here, you're right. Yeah. We're in this together. That's the thing. Like, if I'm going to be miserable, I'm going to make sure every damn person I interact with is just as miserable as I am. That's just how I roll. Aw, aren't you sweet? Hey, I'm a giver. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, all right. Moods. Anything else? Yes, that's what I I I I appreciate people's misery. So um, after our side chat there, yeah, championship pick. Uh, yeah, thank you. I I remembered that there was a reason we were discussing <laughs> yeah, something, we were, and I couldn't remember what that spice. was. Rabbit hole. I don't really know how I we got there. Soup season, sorry. She's yes. Sorry, it was soup season because right. two two months the end of the year. Two. There. That's there where it all that's came back. That's where it to. came back. Yep. Bring it. It's all coming back to me now. How many times are you going to sing? Yes, this is not Alex's karaoke hour here. You, you You're just setting me up. I just have songs. You have home. a captivated audience, and we literally can't go anywhere else. I, I don't know how captivated our audience is now, 40 minutes into the show. Anyway, championship picks. Here we go. Yes, please. Carlene, who you got? Okay, so Alex isn't going to appreciate this, but I said realistically Chase Elliott. But I would like to see Kevin Harvick. Interesting. Why Why would Alex not like Because I'm Alex? not a Chase Elliott fan. Thank you for answering. I think for he's me, overrated. Alex. I mean, he's got a lot of talent. He has a really good chance to win, but he's overrated. Okay. He's the Ross and fan. I'm yeah. A Ryan Blaney fan, too. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. both your boys wah, are, wah. made it in. So now what? Who wah. are you going for? <laughs> Actually, Tyler Reddick. <laughs> huh. Because I just think he's going to be a dark horse. I think he's going to be there at the end. He's been very consistent, even with his two wins on the road course. And so I think Tyler Reddick's going to make it to the championship four and put in good contention there in Phoenix. To quote Thomas from the last podcast, he's only ever won this season on yes. a road course. We go to one road course. But, uh, uh, <laughs> Shut up! That's exactly what she looked like. <laughs> No, I, I could feel it. <laughs> it. That's very true, but but you just can't count him out. This car has made everybody an even playing field, and he's was great at Atlanta. He's been great at other tracks. He's been a very strong Chevy up there with the Hendrick guys and with Trackhouse. So Tyler Reddick is my pick. I am keeping up with my preseason championship pick he's gonna go denny Hamlin. and also my pick last year that went down in a flaming heap denny hamlin yes i i, I think that's more of a dark horse to be completely it, honest it, with you. but I, I cannot go back on what i said earlier that he said what he said right uh you know my if i were a betting man if i had 13 dollars to win a million dollars like that one schmo did I'd go Kyle Larson, but I think. Well, okay, so if that's your pick, then who's your top four? Oh, God. 
So if you think he's going to win it all, but who's going to he going to be competing against? It's going to be Hamlin. It's going to be like kind of what most people don't want it to be. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. I really think Kyle Busch. I do. I would love to see Kyle Busch up there. I, I mean, it would be good, but he just hasn't been. I mean, he's kind of had that Kyle Larson bad summer almost. Right. And, and I don't feel like. The Kyles have had a rough the, summer. And, and this car has taken a lot of getting used to by all the JGR drivers. And, and Kyle and Denny have, you know, not been what they normally are going into the playoffs. But I think that they, they're too good. I think, especially in the Hamlin case, I think Gabe Hart's too smart to not run well in these last few races. Um, the crew chief, Chris Gabe Hart. Um, so I, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. All right. And Carlene? Opinions can stink I sometimes. I gave you mine already. Do you not listen to me? Your top four? My top four? Yeah. Who's even in it? Just kidding. Um <laughs> My top four. Well, my initial top four. Yeah, Cody Ware. My initial top four had Kurt Busch in it, and so I just want to pour one out for my homie who took himself out of the playoffs. Mad respect, but it makes me very sad, and I do hope he comes back. Getting better is way more important than running for a championship. Correct. Um, Okay, my top four. (sighs) Elliot Harvick, because I picked them. Um, I don't know. I feel like Denny Hamlin... Because he always chokes it away anyway. So we'll put him in there. <laughs> yes. And just for funsies, with Denny Hamlin in the top four, Ross, Ross Chastain. Chastain. <laughs> I guess I heard that. So like, that would be good. When you got Elliot Chastain and Hamlin all at Phoenix together, that would be, that'd be so fun. Oh, that would be a good and one. Originally, early in, earlier in the podcast, the one that you missed, I picked Ross Chastain as my championship winner. <laughs> Until he started feuding with everybody. And while I would love that... It was already pointed out at that time that he's feuding with a lot of people, but now he literally has the entire field against him. I yep. think his only amigo is Daniel, and that's just on a good day because even him, I think, is starting to get a little over it. So I can't, with a good conscience, if I was a betting man, pick Ross and to win. Fair. I got you. Who's your four? Um, well, Reddick, obviously, but I... Th- I think it's going to be Elliot, Logano, and Hamlin. Forget about Logano. Yo, I say Denny Hamlin and all your... You're not going to win. Him. Hamlin him to has be in to the get final to the four so he can lose again. Because he Just has to be... It. I know my beep. and You, you all... said him last year and he was like fourth in the points. I posted that... Um, four-pack championship yes. that went up on Walmart, and multiple people were like, I know. Ha- Hamlin's never won. Why is he in this? <laughs> so hmm. I'm just in. I'm just saying. But I posted the little picture of the four of them, and I was like, yes. please see attached photo and See, And guess what? I didn't pick either two of my drivers for my final four. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's because they're not going to make it. No. So. Yeah. One's going to get wrecked out, and one's just going to not Blaney's win. not going to do anything. Like, I have very no. low, low expectations for him. Right. Blaney can win the all Stars twice, but he's not going to make it to the championship four. He no. ain't even going to get out of the round of – I don't. I think he'll make it to the round of 12, but he won't go past that. He's not aggressive, like, at all. Yeah. Hmm. It will be fun. He's cute, though. <laughs> and that's really all that matters. There you go. Totes and he's just adores. re-signed a long-term contract, didn't he? So he's yeah. got no yeah. worries. Totes cute. Yeah, I, 
Penske, Team Penske is, you know, in a pretty good in pretty good shape there. They re-signed Logano to a long-term, excuse me, a long-term thing. Blaney's there. Sindrick's not going anywhere. And, you know, it, uh, Team Penske's got their stuff figured out. And they'll, speaking uh, of re-signs, Daniel got re-signed too. That's One true. year, though. I, know. I thought that was interesting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But a lot, a lot of teams do operate on year-to-year deals. Look at the retirement, then not, then retirement, then not of Eric Almarola. And now that he's going to be back and, you know, all the, the tearful, you know, can't wait to spend time with my family. Oh, wait. Nah. I'm back for three years. I, I, I need some more money. So Tom Smith. Brady. So I was about to say that he got, he's like, I'm going to need to, to get up. Which, my... Much like Tom Brady, you know, I know this is not the case, but, you know, from the outside looking in, you'd be like, oh, wait, I got to spend every day like in the school bus rider line and do all this stuff. Like, no, I'm going to go racing, I'm which I know is not human now. <laughs> like, yeah. I, it, that's not the case with Eric. Like, he, he, he truly is a nice guy and a good family man. But, uh, you know, the optics are like. Once you, and even Tom Brady was the same thing. He spent like two months at home with his wife and kids and was like, no, nah, I'm going to go back to playing football. Yep. <laughs> Is he know? back now? Yeah, he's back. Okay. He hasn't been playing, has he? No, he, he took some time off. He took like two weeks off during the middle of training camp in preseason. And no one really knew why. There was rumors anywhere from like he was on The Masked Singer to he had plastic surgery to he went on vacation. <laughs> I mean, That's a big spectrum of things that have happened to Tom Brady. Right. But at the same time, you're in the middle of training camp. You know what I mean? That's Tom Brady. He can do what he that wants. That would be like me being like, hey, guys, I know the Daytona 500 this weekend, but I'm going to be go away, going away, and I'm not going to tell you where I'm going. <laughs> like, deuces. Figure it out cry. yourselves, you know? Don't do that. But awesome. it, it, and honestly, it's nothing like that. I am not the Tom Brady of this organization by any means. You got a little bit of weight on your back. We'll give oh, you some I got credit. Plenty of weight, but it's not necessarily oh, on my Lord. back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> shoulders. Have, have, have we said what we need to say at this point? And we can just move yes. on to the fresh paint segment and give Carlene her two minutes of superstardom here to uh, talk about the new diecast. She is a superstar all the time, not just for two minutes. That is fair. All right. We're going to be right back with more fresh paint on Authenticated. As promised, lots of new diecasts coming your way in the last few days. And uh, to bring them all to you in our Fresh Paint segment, here's Carlene. Superstar Carlene, as it is apparently yes. I am now named. Um, first off is the very popular, very good-looking diecast. The Dale Jr. Number 3 Sundrop Late Model, which, Matt, I know you've got a few things to share about that car. Uh, I do. Uh I am a late model guy. I enjoy late model racing. Mind blown. Yes. But I will say that, uh, you know, I've seen lots of stuff on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, you know, Carrier Pigeon, all that stuff about uh, that die cast. And we did put out a render that had the 2006 Chevy Monte Carlo headlight decals and things like that. Uh, We put that out while we were waiting for the proper art for the current day Camaro um, to go on that car. Once we got that, uh, let's see, Monday afternoon, I think, uh, we put a new render out there and people seem to really dig it. So the die cast will be produced on the 2006 Chevy Monte Carlo uh, tooling. So we'll have that body, which we've used in the last couple of years with Chase Elliott's Snowball Derby win car. 
and um, a few over over the, uh, over the last few years. And, you know, I've talked to some of my buddies that are in late model racing. Well, late model bodies right now, there's two different iterations of late model bodies. There's a Gen 6 and a Gen 7 uh, late model bodies. The vast majority of late models are racing a Gen 6 body. Guess what the Gen 6 late model body is based off of? Is it a Monte Carlo? 2006 Chevrolet Monte Carlo. <laughs> so if, if you call up five-star race car bodies or... Wow, Alex. That's how excited Alex is over this late model die cast. She is Woo! flinging one of her gigantic water bottles into everything. She is Hulk smashing that thing like crazy. But uh, yes, she, the, uh, uh, so if, if you were going to buy a late model and call up five-star race car bodies or AR bodies and ask for the Gen 6 uh, late model body, you're going to get basically a 2006 Chevy Monte Carlo. So while our die cast is based off of an old, you know, cup car, it's not that far different from what the other, uh, from what a late model actually looks like. And especially once we put those uh, proper uh, Camaro headlight decals and nose decals on it, I think it looks pretty badass, to be honest with you. So I um, hope everybody feels the same way, because that's definitely going to be one, uh, one that you want to add to your collection. I've already got an order in for two of them. As do I, actually. There you go. <laughs> I think I have the autograph version on order. Yeah, I've got one standard, one autograph. Mm, but they're not for me. What? Shocker. Anyways. <laughs> And that coming from a... In fairness, they're for your husband. Let's not just say you're buying them for Joe Schmo. They're they're for my husband. Rando outside the building, yes. They have been claimed. Yes. Um, And that coming from a late model dirt track, all the titles that we can give you person, I think means a lot. And I know once we put it out yesterday or two days ago or whenever this podcast goes live, it got a lot of really good feedback now that that's updated. Um, which is always really great to see. And I know everybody's saying, well, why don't you create an actual late model mold? Great idea. Trust me. I have, uh, all we'll say is that there have been discussions about the viability of creating late model diecast and short track diecast in general. Some ideas stick tighter than others. Some, you know, get tossed to the cutting room floor pretty quick. You know what I mean? All ideas or a lot of ideas for, you know, different types of series, different types of race cars have been, you know, put out there and continue to be put out there. I'm not going to say that six months, six years, 60 years from now that there won't be actual late model tooling for, for die cast. But trust me, if there's a way to create accurate, Stock car racing replicas, Lionel Racing is going to at least pursue it in some way. That's mm-hmm. all I'll say about that. Beautiful. Yes. So go get those on order. Yes. Um, perfect. So then up next, we've got the Chase Elliott number no. 9 Napa Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, uh, which is the car he'll be running this weekend in Darlington that was designed by one of the children who are currently getting helped by Healthcare of Atlanta. Um, it's absolutely it's adorable. Awesome. It has little dogs all over it, and it's yes. like a teal blue. It's honestly like a little girl's fever dream on a car, and it's perfect. So get that one because I want to see that make MOQ because just like his scheme last year with the puzzle pieces, they're just so original and such a cool piece to have. Um, we've got the Josh Balicki number 45 Sargento from the Xfinity series. There was so much back and forth on that. Um, on social and us talking with Alpha Prime and getting the artwork. Um, and they were super fun and easy to work with. So really excited to have that one up for offer. Yes, Matt. It's pretty Gouda. I, I, I gave Carlene. 
I've done 90 it on seconds Twitter. to make some kind of cheese pun. Nope. And I did it on Twitter. Uh, yeah, you did. And but I put didn't. Prime in there too. So I think I, mean, I capped out on my cheese pun claim. You really jacked that up. <laughs> See, there you go. I set you two up. Should have taken advantage. Lames. Better pony up the I cheddar said- and buy one of those. <laughs> said it was pretty gouda that's pretty what gouda. i am not gonna do it gonna go to <laughs> i can't even say it anywho it's and if shredded. anybody hand makes or like prints out a sign like the one he pushed around at watkins Glen, hit me up because i think that'd be a really cool addition to the car somebody will <laughs> we'll put it on tiktok <laughs> there Somebody's you go gonna 3d print something yes absolutely uh we've got the kevin harvick Number four, Mobile One Route 66 that he drove at Daytona. The Daniel Suarez number 99 jockey that looks like a bald eagle should be placed on it somewhere. It Marka. is gorgeous. The race ones from Watkins Glen, both Kyle Larson. One is the HendrickCars.com number five cup car. The other one is the HendrickCars.com number 88 Xfinity car. Still nothing on if we're doing a sweep set because I know that is everywhere it has been talked about but i have not heard anything official at this time and last on my list so you guys can stop listening to me talk consecutively without any periods or commas the martin truex jr number 19 dewalt car full send you were getting us hyped bro I know. Oh, and Matt didn't put it on my little sheet, but if any of these diecasts interest you, please feel free to head over <laughs> Hopefully to... Hopefully they all do. <laughs> Hopefully you already have so, them on pre-order. or call up our customer care team at 1-800-952-0708 or any of our other authorized Lionel Racing dealers. And there are many out there. And if you don't know who they are, tweet us. I have a whole list. Yes. Boom, send tweet. Boom. Thank you, Carlene. Fantastic job, as always. Do better next time. Take a shot every time I said the word cool. Because <laughs> it comes out a lot. I Blessings. I'm pretty sure I'd say this. We all have those words. I learned that in broadcasting school. Everybody's got their word that they say way too many times and they don't realize they're saying it. So don't feel bad if they do. Yes. So that said, we do have a bunch of your questions. On the last episode of Authenticated, we opened the floor up to you, our followers, our listeners, to send in some questions using hashtag Ask Lionel Racing. We've picked out a few of them to address here this week, and we're going to get to those right up next on Authenticated. Promise to those of you who listened to the most recent episode of Authenticated, uh, we did open up the floor to you to use hashtag Ask Lionel Racing to uh, get some information that maybe you didn't already know about the diecast industry and how things operate here within our four walls at our offices in Concord, North Carolina. And a good number of you took advantage of that opportunity. Um, I'd say there's probably what 15 or 20 responses, and we were in the 50s. Yeah, okay, yeah, then it blew up. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you know, obviously, we can't get to all of them on each episode but we will keep uh, some of the better ones for uh, next episode and thereafter and uh, we want to keep these questions coming in too um hashtag ask lionel racing there's a lot of cool stuff that we can bring to you that maybe we don't even realize that you have questions about you know what i mean so there could there's lots of things that you might bring up and be like oh you know what we've never addressed this in a certain way or maybe some things are different than the last time that we did address it whatever it might be um so we're going to just kind of get kick started here and this is uh 
uh, one that came to us in, in several different ways, um, but it, it's definitely a, an interesting question. And uh, it was submitted to us basically wondering how the approval process works when we work with race teams to produce and offer uh, Lionel Racing diecast. Uh, how is it decided what it needs to be asked for between the team and Lionel Racing and both sides there? And, uh, you know, who better to answer a question like that than Alex Pullman, who deals with this probably 95% of your day is working with race teams and uh, getting these die cast offered and produced once they're offered and make MOQ. So yep. I guess we'll start with that. So let's just say one of your race teams, I know you work with Richard Childress Racing, let's say. Uh, they have a car racing this week and they want a paint scheme offered as die cast. What is the process from there? So they say the sponsor or the team, like you said, um, so we have to ask them for the art. So they'll have to send us the AI file for that. Um, make sure first that, you know, obviously that they have rights and the sponsor is okay with us giving pass through rights. Sometimes that can be a whole thing. Um, just varies on the team, the sponsor, all of that. Um, and then once it's on our template, we have, it's in the art for approval, the team, there's a system that we have where it actually filters through NASCAR to the team down to the sponsors, then back to NASCAR before it comes back to us so that takes a little bit of time sometimes, but that's how everything gets approved under that one big umbrella. And then once that's done and then the sell sheet has gone on for approval and it has been released and makes MOQ, then we request the sample and it kind of goes from there. And once the sample is here or the photos, we send them to the team, the team approves them, we go to production. And, and that's, you know, most of the time, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the time the team does offer up a die cat or, you know, a paint scheme to us. And then we will go through all that process like you just said. But as Carlene can attest, sometimes race team, you know, they've got a million things going on. They're trying to, you know, win races and, you know, attract new sponsors and keep the current sponsors happy that sometimes the, you know, offering of a paint scheme to Lionel Racing isn't paramount on their to-do list every day. So someone like Carlene will check Twitter and see a bunch of people are tagging us and saying, hey, Lionel Racing, why don't you offer this car? happens almost daily right and it's always very fun because anytime you guys tag us in anything i will literally just screenshot it and send it over to whatever production manager is in charge of that team and be like hey have we heard anything on this and i'm just not made aware yet or can we reach out to the team and see if we can get this made and i'd say nine times out of a ten alex correct me if i'm wrong the team comes back and says yeah that'd be great but it can take some time if we don't have a relationship with them, right? That's correct, yes. Especially with the smaller teams, it is does take a lot more time to kind of explain the process to them, tell them what kind of files we need, because we need specific files for things to work to, to be on our template, for our sales sheets, all of that. So, yes, it does take some time varying between the sponsor, between the team, but in the end of the day, you know. And I, I think... Uh, on a recent, maybe maybe one of the questions I might be getting ahead of ourselves for answering this question, but um, I, I think we talked about it last week. How come sometimes the Xfinity and the Truck Series, especially Racewind diecast, take extra, you know, an extra day or two to be released for pre-order than the Cup Series cars? Well, in the analogy that I always give, and and we got a great example of it this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Denny Hamlin wins a Cup Series race. He's got FedEx on his car for just about all the races. Once we have an agreement with Joe Gibbs Racing and FedEx, that process usually goes pretty quick. We know that we have the rights to offer a FedEx 
you know, I don't care if it's ground, you know, express, whatever, you know, office. But because we already know kind of where we stand with FedEx and, and JGR, we can go live with something like that. But when a guy like Jeremy Clements wins the race and he's got three different primary sponsors on the car and all of them are small time mom and pop shops, we don't know that we necessarily have the rights to those marks to put on a die cast. So it takes a little bit of extra time. So I will tell you, I emailed his person Saturday morning after I woke up and I saw he won um, because we had had all Southern, all Southern Electric on his throwback last year. So I knew they were okay. But to your point about the other small sponsors, you have to make sure that they're okay right. with being on a die cast and offering. So I confirmed with them. They were actually ready on board. They were going to email me. So they were excited, but um, a better example too is Brandon Brown's win from last year where it just took, because they had never done this process before, it took quite a few weeks to kind of get it offered, but we did, you know, once we got everything situated and settled, we were able to offer it. But yeah, it just, you know, the little teams and the trucks and the Xfinity, you want it done, it just might take a little bit extra time. And, and, you know, I will not say which driver, which series or anything like that, but there is a smaller team where they provided us art for a die cast probably back in May, I'd say, because it was right around Coke 600 or, you know, the May Memorial Day race weekend. And the art wasn't correct. You know, there was some, even me, who's not on the race team, noticed that there's some inaccuracies with that. So we had to go back to the race team to request updated art and we're still waiting on it, you know, and now we're what, three months after that. So it's not like, you know, we're not offering certain things for certain reasons, but there's a lot of stuff going on in the background and not always things that we can share publicly because we have, you know, agreements with these race teams where what a lot of the dealings that we have with them are to be kept only by the parties that are involved in it. So we can't share a whole lot of stuff all the time. But, you know, there are examples where we can turn and burn as soon as the checkered flag drops or as soon as we get, uh, you know, art from a race team and we can go live even same day, maybe next day. But there's also other times where there's a lot of moving pieces involved and, you know, in the approval process and getting the proper art and things like that, you know, and we'll get art sometimes and, you know, somebody like screenshot something from the internet from a race team or something and like our artists can't use that to create the diecast. We need high resolution vector files to create diecast. And we can't just take something off your Facebook, you know, and, and it's some of these smaller, you know, especially mom and pop, you know, whether it's short track teams or, uh, you know, from ARCA and even some truck and Xfinity series teams that just don't understand how that process works. So there's a lot that has to happen before you see a sales sheet or, you know, see something on our Twitter yeah. saying we, we've got this car or truck ready for offer. That's been passed through probably, I don't know, I guess probably at least 20 to 25 different sets of eyes. Well, and like I said, I mean, that one system where we submit stuff where it goes through that umbrella, some people are not in that umbrella. So you have to submit to that umbrella plus to the team separately if they're like a smaller team. So again, take some time. You know, I don't know where I was going with that. Doesn't but. often happen overnight. Right. Correct. Right. And, and that will lead to one of the other of the three questions that I wanted to address here today. Someone asked, how hard is it to get rights for the die cast to be made? And I think we kind of touched on some of that stuff. Some of these teams have, you know, have agreements in place with their sponsors and things like that to say, hey, we want if, if you make a die cast, you can use our logo, you can use our, you know, our marks, whatever it might be. But sometimes it's not that simple. Sometimes there's, you know, a number of sponsors that need to have that approval process go through. And 
again, sometimes companies don't want diecast products made. We've dealt with that from, you know, a lot of, you know, certainly alcohol sponsored cars. You can't do a 64 scale car and, you know, something right. like three G and, you know, and Brestry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are varying levels of drug, I guess you'd say, you know, one's more for recreational, you know, enjoyment. And one is for actual, I think Brestry, I think is like an asthma or COPD or yeah. something like yes. that. You know, it helps keep people surviving, you know, which is a good thing. Um, but again, not something you necessarily want to advertise to kids uh, in a 64 scale. And while they are adult collectibles, uh, we've talked about this many times, we are not immune to the fact that kids play with 64 scale cars. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and, and again, also charities are a different ball game too, mm-hmm. when there's charities on, invo- on involved in certain die casts. Because some charities require a donation from the proceeds of the sales. Some don't, but they have, you know, a whole different team of people that need to approve these things as well. So, again, those are always more difficult. Um, I don't want to say difficult, but they require more work on Alex and Missy and Alan, our three production well, managers, and Michael, to balance all that. Our licensing Correct. director who has to do certain agreements. Like we have a team now. We're working on a sponsor. I won't say who, but they, he had assigned a multi-page agreement. And we still haven't been able to release it because there are so many moving pieces to set agreement right. to pass through to make product. Right. So um, sometimes... Those rights are easy. And sometimes we kind of know where we stand with certain sponsors. Um, you know, I won't name them by name, but you collectors know what sponsors we can and can't make diecast of sometimes um, that have said, you know, for this reason, we can't do it. And we don't, you know, and, and we've tried, we've fought for a lot of these different things, but sometimes, you know, we just hit brick walls and that's, that's, business sometimes you know sometimes doors are open sometimes you hit a roadblock um but to go off that point matt and i see this a lot on social media and i kind of want to smush that mm. thought process that we don't pay enough to get these licensing rights and that's why we can't do right. x y and z and it's not i mean not the case maybe you know like i can't figure out how i want to word this but it Sometimes people just tell us no. It's not because right. all the cards, proper cards aren't laid out or X, Y, and Z. It's because they have their own reasons that they just don't want their sponsor on the car. That is one of my biggest pet peeves of what I see on social media sometimes is that, uh, you know, Lionel's just in it for the money. Guess what? We're a business. <laughs> we do like to make money. You know, right. we make diecast, but if we didn't make money, the three of us in this room wouldn't be wouldn't have jobs. We wouldn't have cars. We wouldn't have homes. We wouldn't have families. We wouldn't have any of the things that we do. We'd have to go find somewhere else to do it. But I think all three of us, at least in this room, just about everybody inside this building really enjoy what we do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not to say we're trying to become billionaires. You know what I mean? Like it's solely a for-profit thing. We, we care about our collectors. We care about our customers and we do everything that we can. Again, sometimes we hit roadblocks. Sometimes um, we don't, but we fight for a lot more than what people think that we fight for. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that right. like Matt said, we're not allowed to tell you, but we do reach out. If the question is being asked on social, if we think it's realistic that we can ask the question, we go, Hey, can we offer this car? If they tell us yes, then we move forward. If right. they say no, we can't. I mean, that's literally what it is. We do try though. We do ask the question. And so it is out there. And especially from a social media perspective, we don't want to say, 
yes, we're going to offer something. And then we hit one of those roadblocks mm-hmm. and have eh, just kidding. That's not going to happen. You know, and, and that has happened in the past. And we don't, sometimes people get a little frustrated when we're not addressing certain things on social media. You know, why are you not offering this? Why, why are you not offering that? Again, if we could tell you why we are, or we're not, we would, but a lot of times we cannot, um, when it happens, you collectors outside outside of the you know 20 of us that have something to do with getting a car offered you're the next ones to know you know as soon as that car hits facebook or twitter and lionelracing.com and goes to the dealers you know you you our customers know about it first so i uh, hope everybody kind of understands how we kind of peeled that curtain back a little bit that it's uh and again we're not just tooting our own t- horns because we're all employees of this company all three of us in this room Collect diecast, right? Like we are not just, you know, what was that the hair club for men back in the day? I'm not just the hair club president, but I'm also a client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you had to stay up really late. It was like same time as like those time life, you know, greatest hits of the 80s, like CDs and cassette collections. <clears throat> When it would play the music video and then run through all the songs. Yes, yes. thank you. Yep. Yes. Well, no, I know, I knew that much. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> all of Celine Dion just popped into my head. Yeah, but, you know, all, all of us, we fight for certain cars because we want to see them made, you know, even before you. And I fought for the Michigan State Spartans car. I okay? tried. Right. I tried. So for all of you Michigan State fans out there that really wanted that car, we tried. And then we have little wins that we don't think we'll get to offer, but we do like that Pitbull World Tour car. Didn't think that was going to happen, but it did. Right. Mm-hmm. All because we asked. Yep. Boom confetti. No pressure, Alex, but I sure would like that Charlotte Knights car, even though that happened a long time ago. No comment. <laughs> that said... We will get to our final question on our Ask Lionel Racing uh, segment. And uh, someone wants to know, obviously, one of our NASCAR NASCAR Authentics collectors wants to know, how do you decide which die cast will be in each wave? Um, Great question. One of these next upcoming shows, I want to have Gwen Trank on our show. She is uh, kind of in charge of that whole process, and she is a hoot. She's been around this sport, you know, uh, a long time. She's been around this company for a long time, and uh, she is an integral part of uh, planning which cars go in which wave and things like that. Uh, The simple answer to that is there is no simple answer to that. Uh, A lot of it has to do with what we have for art uh, at the time that we need to you know, these waves are planned months in advance. We're already starting 2023 NASCAR Authentics planning. Okay, so just about all of 2022 waves are complete. You know, at, le- at least the vast majority of the cars are planned and what they're going to be because, you know, there's only a handful of races left. Um, but there is no simple solution. So a, a lot of it comes down to what we have for art. We do try to balance you know, drivers, as far as popularity goes, you know, there's no secret that there's a lot of Chase Elliott cars in NASCAR Authentics. Well, guess what? Chase Elliott's also our best-selling driver. So it, it stands to reason that if our collectors are buying it, so are the fans at Walmart and Target stores are going to be buying Chase Elliott cars. But we do try to also mix in some Xfinity drivers, some truck series drivers, and uh, some of the lesser known drivers. Um, but there's, there's, a lot that goes into what we can offer. And there's also some teams trying to think of the right way to put this. Don't feel like the mass retail brand fits into what they're going for as a race team. Um, So they don't want their products in mass retail. 
they only want collector. We respect their decision and we move, move beyond that accordingly, right? Mm -hmm. So again, if you're wondering why your favorite driver might not be as represented in NASCAR Authentics as some of the others, again, it's not because we just don't like them. You know, there, there are many reasons from, you know, sales trends to teams and, and certainly sponsors. You know, we can't put a Kevin Harvick Bush Light car into, retail, you know, mass retail right. because it's got a beer sponsor. You know, right. you'll never see a three cheat car in mass retail. You'll never see. Breast tree. Breast tree. Exactly. <laughs> so um, now what you're going to, what I know some fans are going to say, well, how can we never see uh, Brandon Jones was mentioned. Right. Okay. That's fair. But at the same time, when you look big picture, you might really want a Brandon Jones car. But when you're talking 20,000 people, are 20,000 people really going to want a Brandon Jones car? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. And and I think our collectors are completionists at, at this point in the NASCAR Authentics line. We've seen they don't necessarily care who the driver is or who the paint scheme is or anything like that. If they know that there's 10 cars in the wave, they're going to do everything they can to get their 10 cars. Every time I go into a Walmart or Target, I mean, those shelves are bare because everyone's wiped them out because they want all those cars. Correct. Yes. We, we are seeing, uh, you know, this most recent wave, wave three, has been hitting stores, uh, you know, feverishly. And as soon as they're in stores, they're gone from stores. Um, they gone. Exactly. So, um, you know, I, I wish there was a more strategic way to put that. And maybe when we have Gwen on in, in a few weeks, we can uh, kind of pick her brain a little bit more about that. But from what, uh, you know, has been shared, um, you know, there, there's a lot of different reasons, a lot, of, you know, from the paint scheme themselves, the, the way they look. Obviously, you want to if you just have a plain white car with a blue number, let's say it's not going to attract, you know, the eye at the store. You know, it's got to be a cool looking race car. Right. You know, that's, that's honestly, that's priority number one. If it's a cool looking race car, it's probably going to get made in, you know, in some way, or maybe even a hauler or something like that. Also, sometimes if the primary car or the, I should say the collector car is DMP'd, it might show up in mass and that's right. the only way you can get it. So it makes it even more collectible that way. People it, will come at, sorry, people will come at every time a 164 DMPs and they go, authentics question mark. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I should just start making a list of everything people comment that too. Yeah. And, and I will also add to this. And, and if you're just, just learning about authenticating, just li listening uh, for maybe your first or second show, but we've had our Michelle fan and she's been one of our, you know, three or four hosts, depending on what we've got going on that week on our show. And she has hinted a lot about a new product coming to NASCAR authentics uh, line that will, uh, uh, you know, certainly be something that is different than what fans are used to seeing from NASCAR Authentics. So I'll, I'll just kind of leave it at that. That has been pitched to Walmart stores and is not that far away. And that said, it, and it's not the four packs that have been offered exclusive to walmart.com. There was one, uh, uh, not quite a year ago, but another one's just starting to hit walmart.com right now. And Carlene just put it on our Twitter feed as well with the championship four from last year and walmart.com exclusive four pack of the four drivers, including Kyle Larson's car, which has the champion logo on the roof. Um, so this new NASCAR authentics product is not even that it's something that, you know, fans have not seen before. So, It'll be really cool once it happens, and we're, we're getting really close to having it. So, you know, we definitely appreciate our NASCAR Authentics fans, and we're looking forward to a, a lot of cool things to come on NASCAR Authentics uh, for the rest of this year, moving into 2023 and beyond. 
Hopefully that answers a few of your questions. Um, we want to answer more of them in future episodes of the show. So please use hashtag Ask Lionel Racing. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Twitter is the best way to do it because it's a little bit easier to track hashtags that way. So mm-hmm. Carlene, that makes Carlene's job a little <laughs> bit easier. And if you use that like on your personal Facebook profile, unless you have a public profile, we're not going to see it. Um, so try to hit us up on Twitter and maybe even Instagram, uh, if, if that floats your boat, but, uh, use at hashtag ask Lionel racing and, uh, we'll try to get to as many questions as we can in future episodes, but, uh, that's going to wrap up that segment. We're going to finish things off on the show up next, the wrap up coming up next on authenticated. Before we finish up this week, let's go over our highlights of the week. It's the last lap highlight of the week. Whatever we thought was the most important thing in our lives in the diecast world or NASCAR in general. And uh, what are you? Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk that in for me. Yeah, we're not going to talk about like what was the most important thing in our lives because no one needs to know the drama that is our lives every day. But I mean, if we want to share, if we want to turn this into like you know, I've been rewatching The Office. If you want to know, yeah, fair. But I mean, if if this needs to become therapy session for the three of us, we can we can there do that go. down the road. But uh, uh, last lap highlight. Let's start with Alex. What do you got? Oh me. Oh sorry. Well, um, I was excited that the 75th anniversary logo finally got unveiled because we've been doing a lot of projects behind the scenes. Um, and I, I'm in charge of program cars for the tracks. So I've been working on a lot of 2023 program cars, which you will obviously see if you attend those races next year. Um, but the design is beautiful and I think they did a really good job with it. And I can't wait to see what, you know, goes along with the whole anniversary in 2023. Yeah, I don't know if this is okay to share or not, but it, I'm going to anyway. We've got a presentation deck that's probably 20 pages long mm-hmm. of different projects that we'd like to do surrounding NASCAR's 75th anniversary um, to celebrate a lot of cool things that happened over the course of those 75 years. I would say a good number of those will come to fruition. You know, some might not, but you know, we're hoping that all of them do, um, but we're also realistic. So hopefully... You know, stay tuned because the 75th anniversary is a big deal. And uh, we've got some really cool things in mind uh, to work on. Uh, Certainly over 75 years of NASCAR on track. There's lots of cool diecast opportunities there. So, yeah, we will definitely uh, keep everyone posted on that. Carlene, what do you got? My last laugh highlight has to do with my life, but it's NASCAR related. (laughs) So I'm going to count it. And it didn't even happen to me. It happened to my dad, but I was there for it and it was really cool. Okay, so my parents were in town this past weekend. I'm from the north, if you didn't pick up on that. Did you make them soup? Uh, I did not make them soup because they're not they're down here too early. It's she didn't have her immersion blender out yet. Got it. Heck. Um, but we were at one of my mom's favorite restaurants. Every time she comes down, we end up going. Drop the name just in case they want to sponsor us. It's called Hello Sailor in Cornelius. It's amazing. Felt like um, Norman. But we had the Daytona race. on. We were there on Sunday. I had it on my phone tilted. And I see the back of someone. And in my brain, I go, oh, my gosh, I kind of look like Jeff Gordon. But I'm like, no, he'd be in Daytona. There's no reason why he'd be here. Well, then he comes back out because they're seating him because you can come up from the water. They're seating him on the deck, and it's him with, like, five teenagers, which I'm assuming are his children and their friends. And I look at my parents. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you guys, that's Jeff Gordon. And we're, like, contemplating. Do we say something? No, let's leave him. He sat with his back to the entire patio, so obviously he wanted to blend in. Well, we're going to leave, and my dad's like, let me run to the restroom really quick. My mom's like, okay, we'll wait for you by the front door. As my mom and I are getting up, because my dad already walked away, we see Jeff Gordon get up and go into the bathroom. Hmm. And we're like, oh my gosh, 
is dad going to say something? So we're waiting out there and my dad comes out first and we're both just have this like giddy, like grin on our face. And we're like, you should see Curly's face right now. It's pretty yeah. epic. <laughs> we're like, did you say anything? And he goes, we were the only two in the bathroom. It would have been more awkward if I didn't say anything. Oh my God. So what did he say to Jeff Gordon? <laughs> so they, he waited till they were washing in the restroom their hands in the restroom and was like, Hey bud, good luck in the playoffs. <laughs> and <laughs> Jeff Gordon was just like, Thank you. Like, very confused. And my dad's like, yeah, Chase is still in the race today, right? Because at this point, the race was almost done. Mm -hmm. The Larson's already out. Half of Hendrick had already crashed or whatnot. And my dad said Jeff Gordon sounded very official and PR-like and didn't let anything, like, he was very, not emotionless, but very flat. Right. But Stone my dad face. met Jeff Gordon in the bathroom, so that's an epic story. And your that's best your dad will tell everybody. My yes. mom put it on Facebook. Oh, like, perfect! <laughs> got it. Right away. <laughs> you yeah. too can meet your favorite celebrities at Hello Sailor. Yeah. Yes, in the restroom. <laughs> You'd think it would be at the food line where they fight, but no, it's at Hello Sailor no, in the restaurant. I yep. still haven't figured out what food line that's at. There's going to be an influx of people waiting in the restroom at Hello Sailor. <laughs> This weekend, wondering which NASCAR superstars, NASCAR Hall of uh, Famers, nah, will be Darlington's hanging out there. Darlington's too close. Maybe y'all should hit up a bathroom down in Darlington. There's a subway on the way to Darlington that I met Justin Marks there one time. Oh, wow. there's not a whole lot between Charlotte and Darlington. So there is a Bucky's close to Darlington now, though. Just side note. There you go. Yeah, you got to go kind of out of the way from here. That would make a lot of people have to stay in Florence, though. That is true. I actually will be staying in Florence. You're going to Darlington? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. I was told yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Sick. Mm -hmm. And who, Matt? Yeah, so my last lap highlight is I told the girls that I wasn't going to use this, but I knew I was going to because they were going to give me shit anyway. Here but we go. That uh, Dale Jr. running the late model race at North Wilkesboro this weekend. The Ooh, sun drop car, is. the number three. I mean, it's sweet. Right across the street over here at E2 Apparel, um, they have their offices there. They were stocking it full of T-shirts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to North Wilkesboro Tuesday or Wednesday, um, by the time you hear this, it's going to be Wednesday, but, uh, definitely grab some of that stuff. If you don't pre-order that die cast too, cause it's going to be something you want to add. Um, and I know the, the media is kind of hinted at this a little bit, but, uh, we also have heard that Dale's looking to do a little bit more late model racing down the road too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, certainly some die cast opportunities, but, uh, what I'm more excited is that, fans who didn't necessarily you know you got to figure some of the younger fans might not have seen dale jr race in the cup series because he's been out of the seat now for a handful of years right mm -hmm. so you know even you know, from teenagers to early 20s or something they might not re remember dale as the driver they recognize the name and the dirty mo stuff and 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 nbc but this might be a good opportunity um for fans of all ages to see dale race you know, on a, on a semi-regular basis, maybe, or even just a handful of times a year to be able to see him race and do something that he's passionate about. And anybody who's passionate about short track racing is a guy that I can, uh, you know, I'll have a beer with. So I'm, I'm looking forward to watching Dale race at North Wilkesboro this week. And, uh, Dale, uh, yeah, absolutely. It'll, uh, <laughs> It'll, it, it'll, it'll be fun. Um, always is North Wilkesboro, uh, great modified race there a couple weeks ago, super late models also. And, uh, then they're going to rip up all the asphalt and make it a dirt track for a couple of races before they, uh, resurface it down the road. But, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Right, Alex, are you still going? I thought you were planning on going to Wilkesboro. No, they canceled the weekend we were supposed to go. It was supposed to be last weekend. That's right. That's or right. Or two weekends ago. Yep. But it'll be fun. Always is. Uh, all right. I, I, 
teased it and we got to get back to it even though we got to finish things up here uh what are we watching what what is our what is our what is our binge why are you embarrassed by watching like my no, little pony or something or because no, i have so many oh okay all right carlene what are we watching what what should fans be tuning into right now oh tuning into right now uh so i am a binger and i have a emotional support show and it's called new girl uh ah. it's on netflix it's older but i love it and i've seen it probably a million times but something newer and you're all gonna make fun of me i was at a wedding two weeks ago and the night before the wedding we all started watching bluey if you haven't seen bluey it's a kid's show whoa <laughs> wait you watch bluey we watched like four episodes of it it's How actually really you? good were you inebriated in <laughs> i was way? gonna say there, there was some tricky because i was i was in the the party so we all like stayed the night at an airbnb and this we're was at the all wedding like you were in? yes the night before we're all zoned into bluey if you've seen our latest tiktok i use a bluey sound you do <laughs> oh that's what that is yeah it's really funny and they're like australian so i mean maybe tune in maybe don't if you have kids highly suggest but i was entertained for a while all right alex <laughs> i don't know how to follow that you can't wow this is okay. not like blippy or something no I, I i don't know well, i do watch spongebob so i guess i can't say um, okay. okay, well, my emotional support show that I watch on repeat is uh, The Office, so that's what she said. Um, I do watch... Literally, that's what she said. Literally. Um, Roasted. And Stranger Things, obviously, especially season four, Rewatching that. Um, but Only Murders in the Building is my most recent show. The season just ended, and that keeps you on your toes because I love true crime, so podcast true crime, all in one. We've talked about it many times, how... Alex and Missy, one of her cohorts in the uh, production department, listen to true crime, like murder podcasts during the day. I will, yep. So All day, if day. anyone ever gets a job here or something, don't piss them off because they know how to, re they, they know how to eliminate you. <laughs> Matt knows because he used to sit next to us. Yes. I moved because I was scared. <laughs> it's not the case, but okay. <laughs> I get made fun of for what I listen to all day, but you two literally listen on how to kill people. Yes. Yeah. So... I think you take the cake. So it, it, the, the scary part is it doesn't bother her. No, like, literally, they're totally fine. She's they're totally like, numb to this. Alex and Missy will like communicate over their little <laughs> wall about what they're listening to. I heard them talk about how to get rid of teeth so that Correct. there's no like DNA ever. No, you, like I, I'm not gonna say it on here because it, it might be sound crazy. So too late. I'm pretty sure that ship sailed. <laughs> Matt, what are you watching? Uh, so my wife and I just finished, and she usually watches like girly things or like romantic Nicholas Sparks crap. And I'm watching sports more often than not, but we got into this. It's something that kind of combined both of our interests is this, uh, untold the Manti state Manti Teo oh, is that good? thing, uh, with him and this made up catfish girlfriend and stuff like that. It freaking blew my mind. Like I knew about this whole scenario. Cause I mean, I would think I was right out of college or something like that when that was all happening in the early two thousands, I think it was. Um, but yeah, it was, pretty intense on that Netflix. whole untold series is yes. really good that's yeah. how i found out what the malice at the palace was about last yes. year yes. i had never because i don't watch basketball but that was really done my wife started watching the one on caitlin jenner and mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the fact that i was exhausted i went to bed during it but uh she Have said you that watched was the hockey one mm -mm. that one's about like the mob and the hockey team up in up north i would i think it was in the boston area so it's up from uh, that does sound familiar 
I know that, the, yeah. They bought a hockey team so they could, like, embezzle oh, money and stuff. Okay, now I know which one you're talking about. Yes, that was the Danbury Trashers. That's it. Which was owned by Jimmy. We're going to go off on a tangent, <laughs> even though I said we got to get moving. But Jimmy Galanti uh, owned the Danbury Trashers. was also in the Southern Connecticut trash business, which anybody who knows the Southern Connecticut trash business, it's, it's the like the real-life Sopranos, right? And Jimmy Galanti not only owned the Danbury Trashers, he also owned a race team. So if anybody knows the name Ted Christopher, who passed away, unfortunately, a few years ago, but was a NASCAR wheel and modified tour champion, the all-time winningest driver at Stafford Motor Speedway, Teddy drove Jimmy Galanti's cars. Hmm. And his cars were, you know, the team was called Mystique Motorsports. They were uh, black cars with like a gold or uh, silver foil and blue or started with silver and red and then the silver and blue and the most intimidating cars. And Teddy won every damn race in that car because Jimmy Galanti just spent money like you wouldn't believe on this. And then, you know, spoiler alert, got busted for tax fraud and things like that. Spent a few years in prison. His son ended up becoming a pretty successful boxing owner or uh, boxing promoter in Connecticut. And uh, Teddy Christopher, uh, after that, uh, still won some races and unfortunately just lost his life just a few years ago. Um, but uh, great story. That, uh, yeah, watch the untold on that. Yes, I, I am extremely passionate because I was a Danbury Trashers hockey fan because of Jimmy Galanti. I got to hang out with him because I worked at Stafford when Jimmy was owning the cars there and Teddy was... What do you, why? No, I'm like, you don't even need to watch it. He's oh, telling yeah, he's us an oh, untold story. I, like, so that, one of my true crime podcasts actually covered all of those. Yeah. So it was really funny. Yeah, it, it, it was it. really cool. And and my previous job before this, I uh, was working like short track racing news. And when no. Jimmy Galanti got, uh, got arrested <laughs> uh, and taken away, uh, I did an interview with Teddy Christopher because I had a really good relationship with him. And just the emotion that he had, you know, and this is this is a hard nosed short track guy, right? Like he built transmissions. That was his day of nine to five. And when, you know, his car owner, the guy that he grew really close to got busted like that. And I mean, I remember his quote was, this is a ep- effing, this is an effing kicking the balls. <laughs> you know, anybody who knows Teddy that, you know, he, come on guy, you know, he, that's just the way Teddy was. Um, like what the F Hey, you know, that was, that was how he answered the phone and that's how, that's okay, how he Whitey talked. Boulder. Yeah. So, sorry, uh, sorry, went off on a tangent there, but yeah, definitely watch the Danbury trashers, uh, uh, untold there. And the Manti Teo one was really good too. So, uh, that's all. That's all we had for this week. We're going to do it again here coming up soon. Uh, enjoy the races at Darlington this weekend. If you're there, look for Carlene and tell them Yay. you're a huge NASCAR fan. And, and if you're in the infield, there's a bunch of big partiers down there. Are you going? The last? I, I am not. The last car bar by the scoring pylon. All right. Drinks you on are, Alex. Uh, on my husband and his friends, not me. Perfect. I'll probably be there too. <laughs> so Good deal. come find us. All right. For Carlene and Alex, I am Matt. We will talk to you next time on Authenticated. Follow Lionel Racing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and use hashtag AuthenticatedFan. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.